Hi everybody, I hope you're doing well. It's really interesting, this week's Parsha, Parsha Sazinu. It's very, very hard to understand. There's a lot of euphemisms, a lot of deep ideas here that you have to really be involved in the Mepharshim to get a real good grasp on it. And yet it also lines up with uh, Shabbos Shuva, the ending of uh, the, final sh- the final Shabbos before Yom Kippur. Now the Pasuk t- tells us in this week's Parsha, maybe we can find a connection. But the Parsha tells us in this week's Parsha, Zachor Yomois Olam. Remember the days of old. Reflect on the years of ages past. Reflect on the previous generations. Reflect on the previous times. The assumption being, there's something that can be learned from that. That's really interesting. Rashi, in his explanation, in Rashi's second shot, actually, Rashi expounds and says what the Torah is actually suggesting to us is, and I'm going to, like, basically, this is a, r- a rough quote in English. If you have not set your attention to the past, meaning to say that you have failed to remember the days of old, then at least consider the years of the generations so that you become conscious of what might happen in the future. So it's saying like this, Meaning, think in the Yemois Oilam of what has come before you in the days of, of the days of past. If you haven't thought about the days of past, you haven't reflected on it, at least think about the future. Meaning that we should be encouraged to first reflect on the past, and if we didn't, we should at least consider the future. Now, I have a hard time with this Rashi. I don't understand. This Rashi actually needs an explanation, to be honest. If a person cannot reflect on this Yumois Oilam of what happened already, then why then is that person able to at least think about this should be Nushnais Dervador of what's going to happen in the future? Seemingly, if you can't think about what happened previously, then how are you going to think about the future? Usually, it's, the assumption is that someone who can predict the future is a tremendous Chacham. It's a high level. As the Chazal says in, in Baba Basra, Chacham is Adaf Minavi. That Chacham is bigger than a prophet because a, a Chacham is someone who's so wise is able to personally intuit without direct word from Hashem what's going to happen. So it seems to be a pretty high level. So the question really is, is that seemingly that, <laughs> that on the reflection of the past is more... But seemingly, that this Pasuk tells us, it's seemingly more difficult to reflect on the past. I mean, it's a more difficult past in the sense that you, you can't do it. That's what Rashi is saying. If you didn't do it, then at least think about the future. But I would say the opposite. I would say that's much harder to intuit the future. I mean, you have to be a, either a Navi or a Chacham to be able to see what's in the future. So why is it that if you failed for the past, which is much easier, then you should at least think about the future? It's a little bit hard to understand. Now, if, as we assumed previously, that looking at the future is truly like of a higher level of wisdom and chachma, then why is the Torah instructing us to first study the past and only then, if that fails, to study the future? What is so unique about studying the past? Now, of course, one could easily say, oh, the famous uh, line from Edmund Burke, which is actually, there's a former, uh, there's a Spanish philosopher, his name was George Santanaya, that people think it, this, this, this quote is, is uh, attributed to Edmund Burke, but it's not true. But the famous phrase is, those who do not learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. Like this, you could say, oh, easily. That it surely makes sense that one to first and foremost carefully study the past in order to improve their future. But this doesn't actually answer our question, because the Torah is telling us that if you did not learn from the past, at least you should study the future. But how is that going to actually help you? If you fail to then study the past, you're not going to then be able to understand your future any better. So how, again, how does that help? So instead... I would like to suggest maybe a different idea. Well, it is a great thing to display foresight and to be able to see in the future. However, though, for someone to be able to see in the future, it doesn't say anything about the character of the person. Some people are actually able very, very well to intuitively piece together information and what we call to predict the future. But in the end, that's just really a talent. That's an intellect. 
It's a God-given skill. It does not necessarily mean that this person is a righteous individual. However, if one is able to accurately reflect and learn from the past, that's truly a high level. Now, why is that? Because the truth is, this is something I think we all fall into a challenge. This is something we all fall, fall and make mistakes in. That when you recount past events, there's a natural natia, there's a natural temptation to twist facts to fit our desired narrative. That instead, we'll say, ah, but we really meant this. Or it was the other person's fault. Or it was the only option given at the time. Then I, how could I really have known? All ways to not take full acharis of our, of our past deeds. Which means that when we're retelling it over, when we're really thinking about it, it takes a lot of kayak for a person to really be honest with themselves and say, yes, I made a mistake. That yes, I take ownership over it. I mean, honestly, that's the challenge. That's the challenge of tshuva is to be able to look at the past actually see it for what it was, and then to properly apply the, the lesson that you need for the future. The Yitzhahara, and this is a very strong Yitzhahara, to see the world through the back mirror, which means when you're driving, you look at the back mirror, you're looking at everything from the past. But we think that what it, it's the proper events. It's a very pernicious Yitzhahara, and it eventually leads a person to their end. For one who cannot accurately recall past events in an honest way, that you cannot push away the clouds of willful obfuscation, that you just want to just make it as if there's nothing really what you did that was incorrect, that person surely will never, ever learn from their past mistakes and is truly doomed to repeat them. It's actually funny. I heard a very funny line when somebody said, the only people that are, that are capable of changing history are either God or the historians. Only someone who has the MS... The mid of MS, that's a proper, proper moral compass. That's not agenda-driven. That type of person can accurately recount past events. You know, we have many times in history, different types of kings and warlords that erected huge immense statues claiming that they, annihil- that they annihilated this enemy and they beat that enemy and they beat this. And yet, we have verifiable archaeological evidence that's totally not true. Right? So why is this so? Because the truth is, these kings, they wanted to shape a narrative. They wanted to create their own reality. Their own version of what was the true past events. And in their minds, in their, in their fanciful recollection of history, this was their truth. Right? No pun intended. This is their truth. Judaism teaches the concept of Chesrud nefesh, taking a spiritual stock of one's affairs, coming face to face with reality. Therefore, the Torah is telling us something amazing over here. It's emphasizing for us the importance of this midah, of cheshmer nefesh, the ability to look fearlessly and courageously look at the past, not the way we want to see it, but the way it actually was, and to use that as our main impetus to improve. So listen, we're coming up to Yom Kippur. We've already passed Rosh Hashanah. We're now coming before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Sifre Chaim, Sifre Mesem Lefanecha. He knows our intentions. HaKadosh Baruch knows our kavanas, and He knows the MS, and He knows the truth. And before him, there's no way to obfuscate the truth. There's no ability to twist the facts. Only the bare-bone truth stands before our Kodesh Baruch and we cannot escape it. We only can plead to him to grant us clarity in our lives and the ability to truly learn from our actions. So, we should be avenged. We should have the Kayach to be able to look at the past events, own it, not to obfuscate it, not to twist it, to take full ownership. And then from that MS, from that truth, then we can take it forward towards us. Wonderful. Everyone should be bad slacha. Rabbah.